welcome to Sparkle Speak. This is a podcast sponsored by Sparkle, which is a Christian women's ministry designed to connect women with the purpose of inspiration and encouragement. Each week, we will interview a new guest who will share her personal experience with Christianity. Whether you identify yourself as a Christian or not, this podcast is for you, and our intent is always to inspire one another through our own unique and individual stories of how God has moved and shaped us. Wherever you are listening today, we hope you enjoy this story of faith. Welcome back, everybody, to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine, and I could not be more excited to be back in action. As some of you may know, I recently just took a beat, a step back from the podcast because I had a baby back in October, and then the holidays happened, and needless to say, it just became a lot for a minute there. I'm not going to say my life is um, less busy now, but it feels a little more normal and I feel as if I can take on some more tasks again. So I could not be more excited to be back in the studio and by studio, I mean my home desk office, (laughs) Um, but that's the beauty of technology. Am I right? But I wanted to take a minute just to re-explain Sparkle in case we have any new listeners. Um, Sparkle exists to encourage and connect women in Christ. And that's what we believe. We believe that we can be inspired and motivated by hearing other people's stories and just by understanding how God has brought his people peace and love. And so that's why we do this podcast. We just want to share women's stories and every week is going to highlight a different story and a different woman's journey and how she just encountered Jesus. And one of my favorite Bible verses that talks about the heart of um, Sparkle in this podcast is found in John 4. It's the story of the Samaritan woman. Um, If you're familiar with Christianity in the church, you may have heard this before, but essentially there is a woman who is at a well and she is ostracized from the community. So she's there at a time when there's not many others around because she just is excluded from society And a lot of that has to do with her lifestyle, the choices she's made. Um, She's had multiple husbands and just doesn't live the traditional life that society has deemed appropriate. And guess who decides to meet her there? Jesus. He doesn't care. He sees her. He loves her. He wants to engage with her. And the beauty of it is he sees her and she acknowledges, acknowledges you are the Messiah. I know that you are the Messiah. And in that moment, I believe she has a encounter with Jesus that changes her life. And how do I know that? Because she turns around, she goes back to her village and she tells them that she met Jesus. And it says in verse 39, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony, which was, he told me everything I ever did. And so I believe truly that we can be encouraged by one another's stories and just hearing how Jesus says, I know you, I see you, I am working in your life. And so that's why we're here. Each week, we highlight another story, like I mentioned. And so this week is no different. We are actually going to hear from Anna and Anna. They spoke at a Sparkle event a few months ago over Zoom. And we just wanted to repost those stories. They're incredible. And we really hope that you enjoy them. 
And we have some great stories coming up ahead on Sparkle Speak. So thank you so much for listening. And with all that said, please enjoy hearing from Anna and Anna. Okay. My name is Anna and I live um, in a suburb of Detroit. Um, I was born in the South though. So I'm actually Anna, Anna Lee. Um, and I was raised in the South and then I moved to New York City when I was still a kid. And um, I lived there, got married to my husband. And then we lived a decade in Florida. And so now we live in um, right here in Detroit. So I've been married for 22 years. I have an 18 year old and then I have three, I have four children altogether, 18 to 10. So three boys, one girl, lots of kids. And I work part-time at our church, um, but I also homeschool my kids. So I have a full and busy life. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. And when I say that, what I mean is that we read the Bible and we went to church and that my mom um, was a believer, but that my dad, who was the pastor of our church, was um, lived a double life. He was um, an alcoholic, a closet alcoholic, and um, struggled a lot with various like addictions and things, which made the way I grew up really um, conflicting. So in one sense, I had a lot of truth and I had a lot of beauty and I had a lot of amazing things that I got to know about God. But at the same time, I had a lot of distortions and I saw a lot of ways that the truth could be twisted and manipulated. Um, and so there was this huge discrepancy between our private family life and my church life. Um, and I think that that, that hypocrisy can be uh, very deceiving and very challenging. Um, it could have left me uh, very bitter. It could have um, caused me to have a lot of um, doubts and the amazing thing about God is that he made himself very desirable to me. And he gave me great faith in him, even in spite of all of it, to where that I could see that there was still truth, that people were making mistakes, but there was still truth. And I still wanted that relationship with God. And um, so it really was by the grace of God. I really um, believe that because even though there were a lot of people, some people in my life that claimed um one thing and lived another, um, I got to see the truth still. And one of the most, I think, difficult parts of my story in my life um, is that I was um, sexually abused as a child and um, by a family member. And as I grew up, the way I decided to cope with that was to just bury it and just try to move on. Um, but as life went on and as I grew up I, and, and got married and tried to live life, I started to realize that um, I had a lot of struggles, um, that I had actually had, had healing that had not taken place in my life. Um, I struggled with trust. Um, I struggled with intimacy in my marriage. Um, I struggled with purity, with my own um, purity. And so in that, I began to really struggle. and. Um, and, and, and see that I needed 
um, a different, another type of rescue. Like, like I needed Jesus to heal me in, in even deeper ways than he had before. Um, as a child, I had read over and over, and even as an adult, right? I had read the stories of how Jesus heals people, of how he healed people that couldn't see and people that couldn't walk, how he, how he took a woman who had an issue of blood and stopped it and healed her, made her whole and made her clean and, and gave her back to the society that she longed to be a part of. And so I knew that Jesus could do that, but the feeling and the thoughts and the doubts that I had were, would he do that for me? Would he heal me in modern 20, 2000, whatever it was, um, would he really reach into those dark places of my soul where I felt hurt and broken? Would he really heal me in those places? Could Jesus, who I don't see today, but I love, could he really heal those places in me? And the answer is yes, that he could and he did. Um, when I was walking through, and as I walked through this process and this journey of healing in my brokenness, one of the hardest um, but most precious moments, of course, came for me when I got to the point um, when I was kind of asking God why. And I think that that's a very hard question because um, I had always felt like I could not ask God that question. Why? Why did you allow this to happen? And um, in my heart, though, I felt like, wouldn't it have been better if I had not been hurt? Wouldn't it have been better if children weren't hurt? Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be the greatest thing if I hadn't, didn't even need this healing in the first place? And as I asked God that question, the word that he came, that came to me was this. I wrote it down. Um, he said, Anna, I did not forget you or neglect you. I'm a good father. I love you. You are beautiful to me. I see where you are broken and where you are hurting, and I am healing you. You are more beautiful, and you will bring me more glory now because you were broken than if you had never been broken at all that I was actually going to be able to give God more glory by his healing me than if I had never been broken. And that is so powerful. That truth touched me in such a way that has forever changed my relationship with him. Um, there's a song that we sing in our church. It's called In Christ Alone. And there's a verse that we sing it says, there in the ground, his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious light up from the grave, he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ for years. And even today, I don't think I could have sung that song without getting tears in my eyes at the part where we say sin's curse has lost its grip on me. I am aware that sin's curse should have a grip on me, a grip that nothing else can touch. But I'm so grateful that the power that raised Jesus from the dead did not leave me broken and it did not leave me dead in my sin that his resurrection power is alive in my life and at work making me new every single day remaking my sexuality healing where i couldn't trust 
And what I couldn't allow in, God has healed. He's been remaking my selfish heart. He's been renewing my marriage, allowing me to trust my husband, allowing me to give away parts of myself that I didn't think I could even have access to, much less give him. Um, he's been redeeming my past, redeeming my childhood, redeeming relationships. I don't have time to tell you all of the ways that God has done incredible things to heal. Nothing in our lives is by accident. Isn't that true? And, and we want, we want so badly to have answers for why, and sometimes we don't get them. But even as you're hearing these words, if there is a place in your life that's been broken or a place where you feel like there's no way anyone could love me, there's no way anything could heal this, there's no way this place in me could be redeemed, um, that's just not true because our God, if he could raise Jesus from the dead, then he can raise us and he can heal us. He can fully heal us. And so um, I just want to encourage you to give your life to him, to give everything you have to him and trust him and trust yourself to him. Thank you, Anna. Wow. What a story. That's very impactful. So we'll go over to the second Anna. And Anna has quite a different story, but a very impactful story as well. So um, go ahead. Can you hear him? We can't hear you. You're on mute. Oh, yeah, I was muted. I'm okay. sorry. All right. So uh, Anna, your story was beautiful. I loved it. And I, I love the way you walk us through your journey in a I'll, I'll be praying for you. Um, thank you for sharing, Anna. And uh, my name is Anna, Anna Lilia, actually. And, uh, and as Betsy said, um, I, I have a different story. And uh, pardon my, my uh, poor English, but I'm, I'm going to try to explain and go through my, my journey as well. Um, I am Mexican and I have been living in the U.S. for 14 years. I have a beautiful family. My husband is Canadian. He is, um, his name is Doug. I met him in Mexico working for Chrysler. And um, I have a 14-year-old. He is a beautiful guy. He is smart. He loves sports. And uh, he, is, he, is, he is just amazing. And I have Isabella. Isabella is a seven-year-old and a year-old. And um, she has a disease. She has a blood disorder. And um, her, um, her cells are with the shape of a banana. And the name of this blood disorder is sickle cell. Um, so she, this, this disease doesn't have a cure here yet. The only, this, the only cure is to have a blood bone marrow transplant and um, with a full match, a 100% match, and none of us, we are a match. So she has been struggling for, for such a long time. So I was very lucky to meet Betsy in Brazil. Uh, we will, while our husbands, they were working as an expats there. And, um, and I, know, I knew Betsy volunteering uh, in an organization called Minas Gerais. And, I, and actually, I grew up as a Catholic in a beautiful family. My 
My dad was helping all the time in our church. My, mod, my mother was a very hardworking person. And I grew up with um, six brothers and sisters. And uh, my, my childhood was beautiful. And uh, I don't remember that much praying in our house. But when we were praying, it was just the most beautiful thing. And uh, I, I, I didn't grow up reading the Bible, and I didn't grow up uh, being in contact with God. I didn't have that connection, actually. I never felt that connection. I knew it was beautiful, and I was always amazed by Jesus, by his life, but I was never um, in touch with a person that helped me to read a a Bible and in my in my when I was 15 I was I revealed and I decided not to trust in Jesus anymore I said this is not my thing and I'm gonna live my life so um when I was living in when I moved to Brazil uh living there it was one of the most beautiful experiences in in my life I met beautiful people I met loving and caring people there. And when I was living there, things started to fall apart. Uh, my life began to overflow. Isabella started to get very sick there. Every three, four months, she was hospitalized uh, with pneumonia because this disorder, um, it, it, since, the, since the cells are, are with the shape of a banana, they don't flow easily in, in the blood vessels. So the organs, they get trapped. They don't have enough oxygen and uh, it leads to a big damage. So I was always concerned. The more I read about this disorder, the more scared I got. So um, Isabella started to get very sick. Um, I knew uh, some of the kids, they didn't even survive the five, five years, right? Isabella was five. And I started to get very scared that maybe Isabella could even make it like for five years. And uh, I decided to, to I, didn't, I didn't know how to pray. I, I, I didn't have that connection. So every time that Isabella was in the hospital, I was, calling my family and ask Isabella your prayers because I was so busy taking care of her. I was, I, I, I was not focused even asking God. And I was not mad at God. I, I wasn't. And I didn't even ask why my daughter, but just looking at her, I just wanted to help her. And, and when the doctors, they were getting very scared, like Isabella is getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, I was just like, what is going to happen next? And uh, when I arrived to Brazil, two of my very good friends, and uh, Mudeo from, from Africa and Luciani from Brazil, they invited, they invited me to join a group of girls praying, but I was very stubborn. Even, even if I knew that I needed God's help, I was a stubborn, and I said, just going to those groups, why I should go? I, I mean, they, they, they just want to get together. They just want to have fun and have a good time. Just being there is, is 
they are just inventing this kind of stuff. I am very busy taking care of my daughter. I knew I, I knew I needed God and Jesus' help, but I was just refusing to accept that help. So I was struggling and two of my siblings passed away within a month suddenly with cancer. My brother passed away February 5th and my sister in three weeks, she passed away too. Living in Brazil, I didn't even have a chance to say goodbye. I couldn't go to my brother's funeral and I was just devastated. I couldn't even how to manage all that situation. And Isabella was sick. She was in the hospital and I didn't have my husband with me. He was in Canada. So I felt that my soul was broken and my spirit left and, and I was helped. I, I couldn't find peace. I couldn't find like I forgot about the world. I just wanted to have peace and I just wanted to have back my brother and my sister. And um and I heard this whisper called Luciani, call Mudeu. You will find it, it I, I will lie if I say that I it was God, but it was something inside me that call these two girls and um, that, that beautiful international community they knew what was going on and and I met Betsy and I don't remember how how that happened but I joined Betsy's bible study and and I joined the Brazilian group bible study it is called Loving Moms, my scam in Portuguese. It was difficult because it was in Portuguese. And uh, with Bestie, it's what it was in English and me speaking Spanish. So it was kind of a mess. But just I am just telling you, just being there, I didn't even have to pray because I didn't know how to pray. But just being there. I felt the most mystical experience just being with Betsy, just being surrounded with these beautiful people. I didn't even have to talk. I didn't even have to pray. Just feeling that energy, feeling God's and the Holy Spirit energy there, it made me feel in peace. Um, My, my mother-in-law told me, you need friends. You need to talk to friends. And I said, they don't even know how I feel. Just God knows how I feel. Even talking to, nobody can understand the way I am feeling. And I, I am begging God to heal my daughter because I got very scary that my daughter could pass, right? I started to get very, very, very scary. And I started to pray to God, just send me the best way to manage this. Send me the right people. Use your power. I, I surrendered because I wanted to control my daughter's disease. And I wanted to control my, my, everything that I was going on. I am a 
control freak. So I surrendered and I said, God, I just give my daughter to you. I know you love her more than I am. You manage this situation. I don't know how to do it. And uh, just, just being with these girls, showing me how to read the Bible, Betsy gave me this daily walk that I use every day. And uh, Betsy gave me a book that is called God is Able. And I read that book within a week when Isabella started to get again sick when we came back from, from the US. The US uh, her spleen stopped working. It was very scary because the, the liver couldn't stop working as well. She was getting blood transfusions in a regular basis. And I, when I read this book, I found and I learned that God possesses infinite, I, I learned this, God possesses infinite, complete and perfect power. I was asking for his power to heal Isabella, myself. I said, if, if Jesus could heal others, I want to have that power. I just want to have, just, just fill me with love. I just want to have this peace and the power to heal Isabella. But my capabilities, they were limited. You know what I mean? I just, I just wanted to control even his power to heal my daughter. And, and I learned that he's, going, he's able to do anything that we ask, but it's going to be on his own time. So I, I have learned to focus my energy, not in the problem. Now I surrender and I trust that he's able to take care of my worries and my struggles. And he's, he's, I am completely sure that he's going to heal Isabella. And he's using me to help others, kids with the same condition, trying to understand what is going on in their lives. Moms that they have been through all these scary times and maybe I am not a great prayer, but just as Betsy and these beautiful people, I just wanna be there and hold their hands and say, everything is gonna be all right. Yeah. And Jesus and God, is they are in charge. That is a beautiful story, Anna. And I didn't even know that you still had those books. I couldn't remember that. But, you know, I think you're a brilliant woman. And speaking in a different language, able to tell your testimony like that is pretty impressive. I mean, that was just Thank so you. heartfelt. So you did a beautiful job. Thank you for that. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. If you are interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at underscore sparklefaith underscore or at sparklefaith.com. There you can find information on upcoming events and speakers. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have a personal story of faith that you would be willing to share with us. We hope you tune in again next week and we hope your week is full of the sparkle we all need. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. 
Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.